five, four, three. And welcome to the Seth's Crew Snoop Podcast with your host, Andrew from Bay Ridge, Billy Porkchop, Masiello, and David Jiggy Viggy Villione. You know, a big week of football, a lot of games going on. We had a tough week last week. Um, first game I want to talk about is Kansas City at home, minus six versus Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati has been a good team. They've been covering uh, most of the time. But, I mean, KC at home, only minus six. I love Kansas City in this game, but this seems just a little bit too easy uh, for the Chiefs here. I'm all over the Chiefs, but – I'm is it too easy? I feel like this line should be thirteen or fourteen. Cincinnati's not that good. No, they're they're a te- they're an overrated team. I mean, you got to take the Chiefs, especially off that tough loss against these fucking Patriots. Oh, the the Patriots are so good; like they're never out of a game. Never. It, it, it's getting obnoxious. Cincinnati I mean, is better than we thought they were, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Because last year was a down year for them. And it so what happened? What happened against Miami last week? They had an eleven point lead in the second half, and they blew it. Listen, Brock Osweiler is fucking magic man number one. There's some really weird shit going on with the backup quarterbacks in Florida right now, which just leads to the most important point of the night, that Florida is the worst fucking state in the world. Never mind the country. It is the worst region in the entire world. I mean, this place is so fucked up. They got crocodiles in their swimming pools. Ryan Fitzpatrick can win football games. Brock Osweiler can win football games. None of it makes any fucking sense. Fuck Florida. Fuck the Dolphins. Fuck the Bucks. Brock Osweiler. Right, so, Cincinnati in this one. Whoa. All right, Cincinnati, you going to take the points. Dave, what do you like? I like the Chiefs. I, they, they're coming back off that tough loss. All they do Mahomes is put points great. up. What? The kid's really good. He's, he's good. fucking legit. Really good. Really good. Yeah, I mean, but he's, yeah, he, he's as equally as legit as Deshaun Watson was last year, though. And Deshaun Watson is basically getting rolled in on a gurney every week at this point. He's like RG3 <laughs> now. This guy's a cripple. I don't understand right. what happened. Right. He's more of a running quarterback, though. Mahomes, he I understand what you're saying. I agree with you. But Mahomes is more of like, you know, he, what he played in college at Texas Tech was that, hey, five wide receiver set, shotgun, and just get rid of the football, which is the same see, thing he's doing with KC. I, I think Mahomes is fantastic. He's electrifying. I love watching him play. Mm-hmm. But the more I watch him um, – I'm not seeing him making those tight window throws. I mean, did you see the throws Aaron Rodgers was making last night? He's not a window thrower. Oh, he's, he's not, not a window, window thrower. thrower. His, his father was a mother. His mother was a mother. And his father was a professional baseball player. Yes, he was. And he, he was a good baseball player, supposedly, too. Minnesota. Yeah, he was, he, he was supposedly a real good ball player. All right, guys, let's move on to um, this Rams game. It's my next game that I like. Rams minus 10 at home, uh, excuse me, at San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, we know what they did on Monday night. They look pretty good. C.J. Beathard, not the worst Rams. backup quarterback. <laughs> not the worst Rams. backup quarterback in the world. The what's, only team is at San what, Francisco. What's the spread? Let's just be honest here. It doesn't 10. Matter. I like the Rams, yeah. I like matter. the Rams in this. It doesn't matter. Like Jason Witten and The Rock said last night, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I agree with you. I like the Rams it, as well. The, 49ers suck, but the Packers are terrible. They're a terrible team, but Aaron Rodgers is absolutely fucking phenomenal. I mean, the guy is just who are you talking? You're talking about really good at football. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers. He's really good at football. Who are you talking yeah. about? Are we talking about the Rams and the Niners? Yeah, well, San Francisco we played. The oh, Packers, oh, I got you. Uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's a short week for yeah. San Francisco. They're banged up. They're not a great team, obviously. Um, yeah, I like, I, I like the Rams. I like the Rams too. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I think so. I agree with you. This guy yeah, at work. This guy at work told me this. I didn't fact check this, but this hurts being a Giant fan. I heard the Giants took Eric Flowers over Gurley. They could have yeah, got Gurley. You always look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it always yeah, goes I mean, like was, that. But you never it, know how it's gonna they go. Took you know. Bully over Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, what are you Eric Flowers. Flowers. They took 20 guys before Steph Curry. I mean, come on. It's just, uh, you never know what Randy the draft Moss, Randy Moss was the 21st pick in the draft. Yeah, I guess. Terrell Owens was a third rounder or a sixth rounder. Tom Brady's a sixth rounder. I guess you're right. You can't no, I mean, really, you can't, hindsight. You can't go by that. It, it, it's, it, it, it's a crapshoot because you never know what guys are going to mature to as men. That's what changes between college and the pros is now, now you're a man. You have to be a man. 
There's a lot of other things outside of football that go on to being a professional athlete. Oh, definitely. I'm not a baby. I'm a fucking man. Definitely. All right. We got Philadelphia. Philadelphia minus four and a half versus Carolina. Philadelphia's at home. Yeah, I'm like loving Philadelphia in this game. I'm loving the Eagles in this game, but it just seems too easy. It seems way too easy. It seems too easy because Carolina seems so bad. But this is the type of game where, like, they all of a sudden play good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Panthers got a a good defense, though. Yeah, not too bad. Um... Another game I was looking at the Colts minus seven and a half at home versus Buffalo. No, oh, that's a bad. That's a battle. Of, battle of losers right there. Uh, <laughs> that is a bad football game. That is something uh, I don't want to watch. I mean, why are you even looking at that? Outside of trying to watch Andrew Luck, what do you even want to see there? Um, Buffalo's quarterback Josh Allen, and I'm not crazy about him, but he's out. He's not playing. So there's this whole thing going on with Buffalo in the locker room. It's either going to be um, Peterman or Derek Anderson, and reportedly, if um, the coach for Buffalo Derek goes with Anderson? Peterman, if the coach for you Buffalo goes with Peterson, Anderson? then the whole locker room is going to be against the team. This is about Did to be a mutiny right now. Anderson mutiny. That's what I'm saying. I said Derek Anderson and Nate Peterman. Right. How old is Derek Anderson? Like 35. I'll get that. Oh. I thought, he was, I thought he was on the Browns 10 years ago. If, I feel like that, he was. That's why I'm saying I like the Colts in there <laughs> at home. <laughs> that's why I'm that's my point. Rams, Pats, Pat Rams. Say Ram Rod. Say Derek, Ram Rod, Rams, Pats. Derek Pats, Anderson Rams, is, Rams. is 35 years old. Yeah, he, Christian Yellows with a single. We got Ryan Braun Ryan, coming up. Ryan Two Braun. Never, first. He never did steroids. Never. No, 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 no. The guy, was, the guy who took the urine sample was his fault. It was the guy who took my piss sample, he hates Jews. That's what the problem was. That's what really happened. <laughs> this guy never came out and apologized for that. You have to apologize for that. Bro, he's tried. You lied. It, it like swept you under, lied. It swept under the rug, though. It's like gone. It's over. Right. It's over. It's over. But I'm saying, like, go back, going back in time. No, I agree. You know, when that happened, you got caught. Bro, people. Okay? You tried to make a lie. Fine. You got caught. Say, I'm sorry. Like, it wasn't the your ensembler's fault. It was me. People, people hated A. Never did that. People hated A. Rod, myself included, for all of his lying and bullshit. This guy Ryan Braun, because he's in Milwaukee. You know what? You fly under the radar there when you're a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Right. And I think baseball did the they let him keep the MVP award. That was wrong. They should have gave it to Matt Kemp. Letting Ryan really Braun, l- letting Ryan Braun keep it. Yeah, it was super close. It was like neck and neck for the MVP that year. What was it? Two thousand nine. Yeah, something like that. Steroids. Ryan Braun. Yeah. Steroids. Ryan And he lied. Yeah, you think it's funny in the NFL how, like, they just know everyone's on steroids? So it's like, eh, four games, whatever. (laughs) 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 Remember Bill Bill Romanowski? Was he on steroids? Yeah, Uh, I wonder. His faces. I don't know who was on more steroids, him or Lyle Alzado. (laughs) All these fucking guys are on steroids, man. They are. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's one of those things. Should you just look the other way and just let the sport go? I mean, in baseball, it's tough because, like, baseball fans, they're like, you know, they keep the book in the stands. Like, they're real fucking bitchy. Um, you know, I don't know. They're very bitchy baseball fans. So Yeah, you don't want to break that home run record. Yeah, it's like the tradition and everything, you know? Like, football. Yeah, here's some huge motherfuckers who are dumb as shit. Let them smash into each other and fuck it. You know, and the, the players feel the same way because you ask the players about, like, the CTE and shit, only one out of a thousand are like, oh, if I knew about CTE, I never would have played. Most of them are like, yeah, whatever, man. I just built my mom a house. Like, okay, so my head's going to hurt later. I don't know, fuck. I agree with you. I mean. I actually think that's a good way to look at it. If that's the choice you made, really, boxers are confused about how they're going to look when they're older. Or how their brain is going to operate? Yeah, they you know what the fuck they're doing. You know what you're getting into when you sign up. You know what I mean? It's a good deal. If it works, it's a good deal. I mean, you know what Mike mean? let his kids play football, so he, that must be the way to go. I mean, Mike's not wrong, so it's going to work out. God, here we go. Plus, Mike's son is the number one wide receiver. <laughs> hey, did you guys see Pat Shermer's son playing football the other day? Yeah. What game was that, baby? What game was that? College, right? It was a good game. It wasn't a bullshit game. He was on national TV. I can't remember what game it was, though. Yeah. I don't know. I know he's a quarterback, but I don't know what team it is. He wasn't that good. Yeah. You could tell he was smart, though. Like, he knew what he was supposed to be doing. 
Yeah, he's like just he's not that coach. physically talented. Yeah, like one of the coaches for that team is probably friends with his dad. You know, that's, that's why. Oh, definitely, there. definitely. Come on, hundred percent. That guy's that guy is looking for an assistant job in the next four years. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? Like, hey, remember when I gave your son a free scholarship? Is there any way uh, you got like a Giants. you got like a an offensive line coaching position open there? Because you guys, control. you guys broke that dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pat Sherman's son is all of a sudden uh, 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 an intern with the Giants. And like, no, you, think, years, you think Bob McAdoo is like, I told you guys he I sucked. You think he's thinking that right now? <laughs> he's definitely thinking yeah. that. He is. And you know what? Yeah. He was right. He was right. He's like, yo, you guys had this. Was like, who was going to be the quarterback for the Giants during McAdoo's tenure? That was yeah, be but, that's, but that's not up to McAdoo. He's you not the GM. I don't know. I don't. I might go out there. I might go get Teddy Bridgewater right now. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. It's worth it. I'll be honest. It's worth you. You got to make a change unless you're throwing the season. No, they might only win three games this year, so they might end up with the number one pick. They take that kid from Oregon. The kid's good. I watched him this weekend again. Um, I don't think he's NFL ready right now, but the kid's good. He's big. He's strong. He's good. You like him, Diesel? The kid from Oregon. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah, yeah, he's a good quarterback. No question about it. Uh, Speaking about Oregon. Give Oregon at Washington State. Washington State minus two and a half. Give me Washington State in that game. Oregon has to go on the road. They really haven't played on the road at all. You know, they beat they almost beat Stanford at home. They beat Washington at home. You know, Washington plays down to their opponents. Man, Oregon that game has to go me. on the road to Washington State with Mike Leach's uh, passing offense. Give me Dude, Washington, Washington has to win day. that game. Washington had to win that game this weekend. They play down to their opponents. Oh, they my God. Play. They have all the talent in the world, but they don't, oh, they don't, fuck, they don't man. play like they should. Give me Washington State this week. Long story short. You know, betting, betting these games, I got to tell you the truth, guys. I'm terrible at it. I think I'm one for 22 on the season. Um, it just gets worse and worse every week. It, it, you know, I was trying to figure this out. If I was to put in 20 bets without even looking at the screen before I clicked it, right? <laughs> Theoretically, I should go close to 10 and 10, right? Uh, because with the point spread, it's a 50-50 coin flip, right? Each bet, it's either a win or a loss, right? Yeah, that's just supposed to handicap it. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so how do you go one for 22? Mathematically, it's almost not even possible. Remember when we spoke about the pitchers and they overthink it? That's exactly yeah. what goes on. You think you're smarter than you are. You think you see the insight when you don't. I think we just have no idea what we're doing. No idea. And I, I was actually speaking to Dougal about this. Here's the thing. He was, he was actually saying this the other day where you can't find a game nowadays that, like, oh, that, handy, that handicap's good. Like, I, I could take this side of it. I think it's, it, it's a good handicap. I got a chance at this one. Everything is so on point. And I think the reason I, – I know the reason is – when you went in like the 80s, let's say, or early 90s, you took a game that was handicapped by fucking Joe Schmo. You know what I'm saying? Who was a professional handicapper, who knew what he was doing. Sam Rothstein. Sam Rothstein. He was handicapping your game. Exactly. The Golden Jew. The, and, and he was great, but you know what he left in there? Human error. Nowadays, they have all these algorithms and shit that take out human error. It's computerized. Everything is, everything is accounted for from weather to air to fucking wind to fucking, I don't know, the hottest cheerleader on the fucking team. You know what I'm saying? It's banging who? It's all in the fucking algorithm. So the fucking lines, the handicaps are so tough to come by. Back in the day, and I agree with you, Duga, when you said this to me, you would look at the lines and you'd find, oh, yo, this is a good one right here. We got a chance at this one. I think they fucked this one up a little bit. Nowadays, you can have like, no chance unless you. Unless I feel like I feel like it's like a riddle. You know what I mean? It's like a riddle. And and I gotta tell you the truth, I don't like riddles. I don't like riddles at all. I don't even get them. What are you doing with riddles? Who has so much fucking time in their life? But they, 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 they don't have any real problems to solve. They're just going to solve hypothetical problems about Jack's sister, who's half the age of Tony's sister, who, who goes trick-or-treating on alternating fucking leap year Halloweens. How old is Mike? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I'm out here trying to put out fires uh, on a daily basis of, of real-life problems, and then there's people sitting around with books filled with riddles. Riddle me this. I'm trying, to figure out, I'm trying to figure out who's the bigger asshole, the guy who's trying to figure out the riddle or the guy who sat down and wrote the riddle. <laughs> what the fuck are you even doing right now? The greatest riddle of all time. 
You know what the greatest riddle of all time is? The jugs in Die Hard with a Vengeance, bro. Best. <laughs> a two-gallon jug with five gallons. You got two five-gallon jugs <laughs> in the side. And you pour two gallons out of the 2.5 gallons. So that's three waters. You have three gallons in each of the five-gallon jugs. How do you get 2.5 gallons in each of, the, each of the three jugs to amount to the same 2.5 gallons? <laughs> that, was a riddle. that was a riddle that saved lives. No, you're right. That's a good riddle. You know, that was a good riddle that saved lives. All the people who do riddles like asking all these weird questions like, ah, you didn't hear me say that Jack was just really a stuffed animal. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is this? What are you talking about right now? <laughs> I'm over here trying to figure out what my pension is going to be like so I don't have to eat cat food. And these motherfuckers just wasting time solving riddles? <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I was on my way to work today, and I saw, um, like, two bowls of cat food just on the street. Like, who's doing that? Uh, the cat you know lady. You didn't see? Cat food. You know who you didn't see on your way to work? Paul Allen. You didn't see him. He's dead. Oh. 65 <laughs> years old. Dead. All right. Cancer. <laughs> you guys are sick fucks. You're laughing at somebody dying. You guys are sick. I'm sick. Make me, make me fucking want to throw up. I, I, I want to make it clear. I'm laughing how you inserted that right in there. That was pretty good. <laughs> Listen, you know I was trying to get to me there. This cancer shit is wild, man. I mean, you can't be much richer than Paul Allen. This guy created Microsoft. He owns three professional franchises. He basically owns half of Seattle, the other half Bezos owns, and he dies at 65 of cancer. So, how am I going to beat cancer? Yeah, you're strong-willed, bro. That's, that's all that you guy's strong-willed like a motherfucker, man. Uh, I don't know, Bill. You, you're not going to beat cancer. You beat cancer, didn't you? Pre-cancerous. Pre-cancerous. Didn't you have pop or pre-cancerous, though? Pre-cancerous. Yeah, I got those shits out. Literally. <laughs> Pun intended. Polyps. Puns. Uh, what, oh. I was, what I was going to say before, we were talking about novels, uh, before you got disconnected, Bill. You heard of, ben- I think his name is Bernard Carrick or whatever. He was the um, police, comi- police commissioner yeah. cop. Yeah, he's a dick. He's a dick, yeah, absolutely. But besides that point, my uncle Bill, he gives me a book, right? He's like, this is Bernard, whatever his name is, Carrick's book. And he's like, right. and he like had a page bookmarked. He knows I'm not. Listen, I'm not a big reader, so he he bookmarked the page, so I'd go right to it. So he's like, yeah, just read this page. So I read it, and it's uh, Bernard Carrick. He's talking. He was in narcotics, right? And um, in narcotics, they had a separate phone that uh, narcotics, narcotics. That that getting back to what I was saying. So Bernard Carrick, he, he's in the narcotics room, and they have a phone. Yeah, that, I don't know. If- I don't know if you could tell. We, me and Google are really interested in that. I, I don't care if you're interested. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're in they're in a narcotics room, and it was before cell phones. So they had a phone designated for phone calls from drug dealers or anything like that. So phone rings. Uh, Carrick picks it up. Guess what his undercover name is? John Bernard Carrick. Incorrect. R- Robert Villoni. Nice. Bro, very nice. Bro, how crazy Robert, is that? Bro, come on, come on with the government names again, man. I thought we talked about this. <laughs> I don't know who Robert Williams. We had a very specific conversation about this, and you're like talking about known felons right now. <laughs> how crazy is that, though? I mean, what, he, that you just continuously talk about people's government names on the air? No. So he must have went through a, a name, and he, he chose he chose Robert Villoni. Like he had to pick that out, right? Harvey Danger. Huh. Harvey Danger. He's actually getting out of jail next week, that guy. Oh, very soon. Very soon. Yeah, was, I, you guys know anybody who could illustrate well? Yes. You do. You know an illustrator. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about writing a comic strip, but it's patent pending, just so you know, patent pending. Patent and pending. And the, na- the name of this, the name of the comic book is going to be Gumshoe D. Malloy. Sounds a little like Dick Tracy-ish a little bit. It's going to be like Dick Tracy, but he's going to be on cocaine the entire time. It's going to be like, it's going to be like a cross between Dick Tracy and Popeye, but instead of spinach, it's cocaine. Well, he's how often is he doing it? Every hour? Whenever he needs to solve a crime. Oh, so he, he, go, he goes to, to the crime. cocaine 
to solve yeah. problems. Oh, I like yeah. that. I don't mind yeah. it. How often is he doing a, a hit? Every time he needs to solve a crime. Was that once every week or? Each issue. So are you doing, are you talking like um, comic book animation or television animation? Comic book. This is a comic book. You know what this is? If there's a crime once every month, he's not really addicted. He's just kind of hanging out. Who said addicted? (laughs) Once a month? Who said addicted? You created that right now. Okay. Why are you trying to infringe on my character here, man? So he just has like a bag on him at all times. No, this guy is an abusive, belligerent, continuous alcoholic who's always, always, always hungover. And then, you know, like the pretty damsel in distress will come in to help him solve a crime or some kind of a wrong, a wrong being done. Maybe it's an outlandish crime, like a pet detective kind of thing. And, you know, he keeps running into all these obstacles. And every time he turns a corner and he hits a brick wall, he just sniffs some cocaine and he can bust right through that brick wall. It opens up all the synapses in his brain and he can solve right, the crime. So he's going to have to have a, some sort of bag on him at some point. You're really focused on this. You guys going to be there. You can't just make a phone call well, the guy's there and stay in a second. Well, I think that would be one of the other characters. It will be like a really shady guy who just happens to always be there, like – you know, right. like whenever he needs him, right. whenever he calls, whenever he calls him. Did you say it it's not realistic? A to get that. Dougal, did you say this it's... This guy's a private dick, okay? <laughs> a gumshoe, private dick, Danger Malloy. Malloy? I don't know, dealers aren't really that reliable. You can't just be like, hey... Uh, hold on, what was that? Case. Let me let me get my guy Dougal, uh, Billy, here. what was the name of the guy again? <laughs> <laughs> Private Dick Gumshoe Danger Malloy. Danger like Mal- Tracy. Danger saying. Malloy. Danger Malloy. Yeah. All right. So it's Danger is the first name. Malloy is the last name. That's correct. All right. So Danger is the first name. Malloy is the last name. Just making sure. Yeah, and right, right when you open up the comic book, the first thing it's going to say is like, you know, you ever watch Law and Order SVU? It's going to be like, yeah. this, this story does not contain any of the characters, <laughs> any depiction of it, any of <laughs> It's not accurate. You know, something like that. I have a disclaimer right at the beginning in case somebody wants to pretend it's Dick Tracy or something. <laughs> Or somebody else. Or somebody else. Right. Anybody else. Danger Malloy. I I am a supporter of this Danger Malloy comic. Tell me that's not the best gumshoe name you've ever heard. Danger Malloy. (laughs) It really really hits home, so I'd I'd definitely be a supporter of this. (laughs) I need to get this illustrated. Danger Malloy. I was just going to draw it with stick figures and rely on my wit. Wit with an H. What the fuck with that? Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> you got something better, bro? I could probably hook you up with someone that could probably draw it better. Like going to one of our sponsors, IGotAGuy.com. These guys are offering free hookups for the first two months of your of your subscription. Nineteen ninety nine for the whole year. But you actually get 14 months, which is one more than a baker's dozen. IGotAGuy.com, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. Put in the promo code. Fugats up in the right-hand corner when you sign in the membership. Nineteen ninety-nine for the full year, but you actually get 14 months. Two months are free. That's one more than a baker's dozen, ladies and gentlemen. Michael's in Brooklyn? Is that a restaurant? Or the guy who sells sauce that sucks yeah. on that new R yeah. and yeah. no shrimp? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember when I said oh, put the promo code in? Good? Well, remember when I put the promo code in there that said Fugats? Right. That's what kind of shit they're selling in a jar. Anybody says you fucking sauce in a jar, it's Stugats. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Rayo's is pretty good, though. Come on. No? That's some California shit you're pulling there. Listen, it's... No, Rayo's Rayo's a famous sauce. Paul Newman makes a decent sauce in a jar. I mean... It's it just that that's it, it's unnecessary, Google. Pastosa sauce is the best. so fucking easy. It takes it, time, though. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it, that's, a that's a myth. That's well, a myth. Hold, hold, hold on, it's hold on, myth. hold on. Hold on. Like, tomato sauce may not take that much time, but like a crab sauce or something like that does take time. If you're buying a, a crab, crab sauce. sauce. He's not buying a crab sauce from Michael's. I don't know what he's no, buying no, from no, Michael's. No I never bought from Michael's. He's buying a regular Marinat sauce, bro. It takes right. 20 minutes, max. I only get two Italian here, but if you want to make a sauce from scratch, you have to, you're talking about buying tomatoes. you got to boil tomatoes. You buy the San Marzano can of tomatoes. You smash them down. You throw them in the pot. 
you fucking cook them up, you're ready to go. You throw some seasoning in there, some onions, you're, you're done. It's really not a big deal. So what is that, People, a 10-minute process here, Bill? 20 minutes, Max. 20 minutes, done. I think you're, I think you're off on the 20 minutes here. And this so, let's, so let's have a challenge. We'll go live next week. I'll make a sauce live in 20 minutes. I can even put meatballs in there and make it a half hour. Half hour and I put meatballs and I won't even fry them. I boil them in the sauce. Yeah, they're gonna that's be, how you get the real good They're going to anyway. be shit balls. That's what they're going to be. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're going to be fantastic. Marvelous. Simply marvelous. Wait, so you, <laughs> make the, no, no, so you making the meatballs from scratch? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not so killing the cow. How long is that going to take? I'm not killing the cow. How long is that going to take? Seven minutes. What? And how many meatballs? Well, I'm not talking about two meatballs. I'm talking about a meatball for 20 people here, guy. 20 people? Wasn't this how you Wait a second. Wait a second. You're chopping up onions. You're chopping up tomatoes. You're chopping up garlic. You're chopping up sal- uh, 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 peppers. Does he? Hold on, Dougal. For meatball, and you're making meatballs and sauce in five minutes? Dougal, does, does he have a sous chef? What's do, going on here? Do you have a Man, sous chef? A sous chef. What you got to do is give me the opportunity to have this, the, the, I just got to buy a couple more of those little bowls that they have on the cooking shows. They, they do, they, when they do those cooking right, shows, and then the, these guys, wait, hold on a second, wait, hold on a second, <laughs> hold on one second, real quickly, I don't know if you guys ever watch, watch a cooking show, right, so they put, they put this, this guy or this girl, Julie Andrews or Rachel Ray or Guy Fury, whoever the fuck happens to be, and they're cooking, no, I'm not getting off the topic, I'm actually staying on the topic, you're just scared, and scared, scared money don't make money around here, bitch. So wow. what's happening is these guys, they're, they're, they got all the, all the onions prepped, all the garlic prepped, all the spices prepped, all the salt prepped, and they're in these tiny little bowls. Who has all these tiny little bowls in their house? Right, they have everything prepped. It's a fucking TV show. We're not talking about a TV show. We're talking about oh, a whole I'm going to go live. I'm going to go live. Fucking meatballs. You said you can make a meatball in a fucking marinara sauce in 10 minutes, 20, 15 minutes. Half hour, I said. Get the meatballs, half hour. Right. I'll see. do it live. I'll do it live. And you'll have onions not chopped. You're gonna do everything on the on camera. I don't put onions in my meatballs, homie. Whoa. What do you okay. put in what do you put in your meatballs? Is it just meat or are you putting seasoning? What's going on? No, there's a lot of seasoning. Remain calm with the family secrets right now, all right? Oh the family we, secrets. We, listen, we got a half a Jew on the line here. I can't, I can't be giving out the schmutz. <laughs> I'll go with Rayos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Dave? All these guys arguing with me about He's fucking Jewish. He's buying the sauce in a jar. He's telling me how long it takes to make a meatball. He asked me how long it takes me to cut the peppers to put in my meatball. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? Oof. We got the schmutz. We put the gefilte fish in there, too. The gefilte fish. We're making matzo crackers? Yeah, it does. It runs. It runs like we just went to Taco Bell two for Tuesdays, two tacos for a dollar. We used to kill that. We were going to get 40 tacos. Remember we went with Uncle Jimmy one time, Dougal? We got the bag of tacos. We watched the 2000 2004 Red Sox-Yankees uh, playoff series. Speaking about yeah. Uncle Jimmy, do you remember that night where we were all kind of hanging out in the stoop? It was like 12 I know exactly. in the morning. It was like me, you, uh, your uncle, and Chris Bud. Just hanging out, whatever, and your uncle, he was, remember you had those lawn chairs, those white lawn chairs. Plastic, plastic. Right, yeah. you go back on them a little bit, but it's not too much. Yeah. He was sitting next to the steps, and you had the four steps going up to your house. Long story short, it was getting late in the night, Uncle Jimmy fell asleep, and all of a sudden, he kind of went back, went back, went back, and rolled over, rolled down the stairs while he, while he was asleep. He woke up. <laughs> Yo, ass over tea kettle. I'm not even kidding you. Like, like he, it was like a snowball. Like he, he he morphed into part of the chair, and it just went down. Like it didn't like click or clank or anything. It was just like no. like a slinky. It was like it was like a slinky. Or I, I, but it was more like a bowling ball that acted like a slinky. It was really fucked up, man. And dude, like, what, what happened when he popped up? He's like, ah, I'm going to bed. He popped up, and he was like, good. You know, no no scratches, no head broken, no nothing. <laughs> And the thing, the excuse that he gave was, hey, I was sleeping, so my body was limp. So everything just kind of rolled into itself. He didn't, there was no, like, restriction. There was no restriction. He was sleeping, so everything just kind of rolled, and it was fine. He didn't, he didn't tense up at all. And he just, like, went inside and went to sleep. Like, that was it. It was over. That's, that's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. That was out of nowhere. That really was awesome. It really was. 
You really went down hard, man. Uh, let me touch on the Third Avenue Festival. Billy, did you make it there? No, right? No, I did not. It was it was great, man. That, that festival it was awesome. really good. It but really there is. Was a, there was a low point and a low at that festival for a couple of years, man. There was. I I felt that too. But like I I went out and I ended up because the girls they ended up having to go to party. I slept because I worked at midnight. But I went up by myself. Bud actually, I just missed Bud. He went home. I was with Mikey for a little bit. But I ended up walking it by myself. It was just fun. Like you just see people you know. The entire community was out. Like it, it, it's it's awesome that thing. And you know what's crazy? The big difference from like 69th to 77th. Once you get past like 77th, it's like everybody goes that route and stays there. Compared to below, below 77th, it's like it's desolate kind of, you know, compared to what's going on over there. I, I couldn't believe the difference in the amount of volume of people. Where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at? You know, I, <laughs> they always, yeah, I'm different. Bay Ridge was always surrounded by highways, keeping the minorities out. That was kind of the way they did. They operated. Um, you know, I think Bobby Mo, Bobby Mo was in on that. That was kind of his plan to isolate Schmurda. certain neighborhoods. Bobby Schmurter, um, Bobby Mo did that. But now, like that, that that territory has kind of dissolved. You know, the, those those natural landmarks. Not, not natural, man-made um, barriers have kind of dissolved, and it's become a much more diverse neighborhood, which I think is actually a positive. But there was a low and a down point for Bay Ridge where, like, the, the, the Bay Originals were, like, bitter about these new people and immigrants and, and, and other types of people moving into their neighborhood. Now it's kind of leveled out where it's half Bay Originals, half newcomers, and now, now you're getting that harmony and that neighborhood feel again. I still think that Bay Ridge is one of the few neighborhoods left in Brooklyn. I, I agree. Um, I agree with you totally it, on that. It, it's one of the few neighborhoods where you still know your neighbors, where you can still say hi to people walking up and down the block. Ben you know? Nah, Bensonhurst is lost, man. I tell Ni you, it's, it's lost. Yeah, it's Beijing Hurst. And, and listen, I'm I'm not knocking it. God bless them. You know what I mean? They came here, they had they made some money, they 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 invested in their family. Um they did what the Irish did uh, during the, the, the Great Migration in the early nineteen hundreds. The the Asian community moved into Bensonhurst and what they did was one guy came over, he bought a house. And uh you know, his whole family chipped down in China for this guy to get here and to put money down on a house when house values were still reasonably priced in the area. They were living in like the 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 the, the low sixties. They were living in the low sixties, you know, between eleventh and fourteenth Avenue, and they bought a house. And what they did was little by little they worked and they worked and they worked and they saved up and they brought over one more family member. And then one more family member, and then they all chipped in to bring another one. Next thing you know, you got 15, 16 people living in this one house. Yeah. They're all working. They're all contributing to the money of the family. But now, that family goes and they take that money to buy another house. And then they keep doing it, and they keep doing it. And that's what the Irish did in the early 1900s, turn of the century. I, I agree. I agree. It, but, it sounds like a Ponzi scheme to me. But, but here's, here's my downfall. I, I give them credit, man. God bless I, no, them. but here's my downfall. This is the land of opportunity. This is America. That's what it's here for. It is. It's here for you to come and try it is but there's like let's say the housing issue the housing issue is the rules and regulations involved with them where you can't turn a two-family house into a 13 family house you can't do that uh, listen you, you can say that all you want come on how many gas how many gas lines do they need to build a fucking three-family house one. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I mean, like, I, I get what you're saying, you know, but at the end of the day, they're just trying to better their lives, man. They're coming from a fucked up situation. I, I understand uh, that. And my, my other issue is that's issue number one with it. My if other... the local government allows it because they're taking money under the table, then, then it's not these guys' fault. It's the fucking dirtbag Marty Golden pieces of shit that everybody voted for. Uh, listen, this I agree. He's unopposed and, regularly. Fuck and, this guy. And that's why Liam, I loved what he was doing. He was like showing up to construction sites where they were illegally doing this. And he was and he was like walking in there and be like. As much as I love Liam, he shows up at my construction site. He's getting hit with a fucking two by four. Actually, Jim Duggan. <laughs> But here's my here's my other issue, which again, it is what it is, but 
You can't turn an entire community when you turn it into one area. Like, if you come to Bay Ridge, let's say, and turn it into whatever you want, it was never all Irish. You know what I'm saying? Even if it was, it was high Norwegian, high Irish, it was never all. I think there's world- an app for that. There's a new dog walking app out, which we definitely would like to be a sponsor for us. So if you guys are listening, we'll definitely take consideration for that. Just yeah, it's, it's, there. there actually is a website. It's inspired by a president right now. It's called grabthebitch.com. Bitch being a female dog and also, I don't know, I, I guess it's a female now. Can you say that? Can I say that? Have I crossed the line yet? What should we expect in New York, let's say in the next 10 years or whatever, five years, with the legalization of weed? Coming from Cali, what, what should we expect here? I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like there's already people who are like got their hooks in the business side of it. Like once it goes down, they're already going to have their shit set up, you know, where they're going to be making money off it, where they got the upper hand on it. Because obviously it's going to turn to a business. Absolutely. Well, you know, to, to that, yeah, to that, um, when, when they were discussing the possibility of making medicinal marijuana co- Marijuana, put on your and have a gin and tonica. Um, when they were when they were when they were originally proposing that the medical marijuana in New York State, and which passed, I don't know if people know that medical marijuana is legal in New York State, but it's Just legal. Not, it, it's only legal in like three hospitals or something, right? No, it, no, there's only two dispensaries right now, and uh, no, they have to be. No, they have to be. No, the list is pretty extensive, actually. You know, all the way down to like things that I have, like Crohn's disease. I could go get it. Um, irritable bowel syndrome, IBS. Yeah, I got all that shit. I got fucking colitis. Nah, yeah, I do take mad shits. I'm a shit <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that, that was what we were talking about before when I had the, the polyps. polyps. That's how I found out about all that. When I went to the doctor, she said, well, I, you know, I had this stomach ache for like three weeks straight. It wouldn't go away. And finally, I see a doctor, and she's like, oh, they ask me these questions. She's like, have you had any dramatic weight loss or gain in the past 12 months? I said, yeah, I did this rocking-ass diet. I cut out all the sugar um, over the last four months, and I lost 75 pounds. <laughs> she just, like, looked at me. She's like, what? You did What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you stopped drinking soda and you lost 75 pounds in four months? <laughs> like, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Good genetics, huh? And she's like, mm, it sounds more like you're dying to me. But uh, let's continue with the survey. And then the next question was like, how many bowel movements do you have a day? I said, I, I usually don't count after the 10th or 11th bowel movement. And I'm like, what's the next question? And she's staring at me with that look again. And I'm like, what's, what's the matter, ma'am? What's going on? Her name is Dr. Huh. So like every time you try to every time, every time you try to address her, you don't know if you're asking her a question or addressing her. It's like Doctor Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she says, you know, how long have you been having bowel movements? That often? I said, pretty much my whole life. Why? She's like, well, that's abnormal. And I, what do you mean it's abnormal? Does everyone go to the bathroom 10 to 14 times a day? Apparently, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Oh. <laughs> There's people who don't even go to the bathroom for three days. Yeah, that's weird. I, I know people like that, too. That's weird, though. So, you know, it turned out that I had a whole bunch of fucked up shit going on. Yeah, but, you know, we handled it. I was fine. But that was an awakening for me. But you know what was the most awakening part about that for me was I don't ever want to go to a doctor again. And I'll tell you why. I've never been sick a day in my life until I walked into a doctor's office. <laughs> Everything is perfectly fine until so you walk into a doctor's office and you got all these problems. It's really fucked up. It, it's, it's, really, it's like taking it's, your car to the mechanic. They always find like 37 yeah, things wrong. Everything is fine. Everything fine. Yeah, I'm like, I drove, I've been driving this car for four years. Now you're telling me all of a sudden it's going to break down in two minutes? Like, come on. And it will. It will, though. <laughs> if you don't give him the $1,300, it's going to so break. Like, take your carburetor off, turn it around, and put the same one back on. If you don't let him do that, your car is done. It's, it's so yeah, true. Like a carburetor, your rotary girder. A couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, air filter. Thanks to you. A couple of years ago, I was having this insane problem with my right thumb, the main knuckle on my right thumb, like that connects it to the hand itself. Yeah. You know, a big bulbous knuckle at the base. 
um, it was it was like excruciating pain, and it continued and continued. It got worse and worse, and it was swelling and swelling and swelling. And I always had a problem with that thumb ever since we played dodgeball once at that teen club at St. Pat's, and you threw a volleyball at me at full speed from like six feet away, and when I went to catch it, it popped my knuckle. I remember um, that. Ever since then, I've had I've been double jointed there, and it's 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 given me problems. But it was getting like 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 I couldn't even. Previously, I was wiping my ass with my left hand. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. Do you a lefty? I don't know if you ever wiped with the right hand. It's I've extremely yeah, inefficient. A little injury sometimes, and it's really tough. Yeah, it's really tough. I was doing the shower thing after each hit because, and it, it's just uncomfortable because, like I said, I'm taking twelve shits a day. It's really uncomfortable <laughs> to walk around. It, it just wasn't. It wasn't conducive to a productive life. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the doctor. Usually, when I have some kind of an ache or something, I just wait it out. I just wait it out. This time, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to the doctor. Um, my wife knew somebody who was like a hand specialist, Dr. Patel. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> He's good. I want to go to him. Give me his number. Yeah. That podcast. Give me his so, number. So, so I go see Dr. Patel, and I show him my hand. He says, well, when did you break your hand? I said, I didn't break my hand. He says, no, you, you, it, it looks like your thumb is broken. And I'm like, nah, I really had no injury. He's like, it looks like you hit it with a hammer. I said, dude, I, I'm telling you right now, nothing happened. Like, I just woke up one day, and it was like this. He's like, all right, let's do an x-ray. So he had like an in-office x-ray. He put my hand in there. He takes an x-ray of both hands. He shows it to me. And, and the, the, the fucking thing is like contorted. And there's a huge gap in between my, where my, my, my knuckles was supposed to be. And he's like, dude, this is severely injured. And I just keep reiterating to him. I'm like, there is nothing wrong with my thumb. Like, it just hurts. But there's nothing really wrong. Maybe it's a ligament or something. Just figure out what's going on. But I didn't hurt it. I didn't actually, there was no trauma. I'm going to try to get across this guy. So he says, you know what? The more I look at it, you might be right. I don't think there was any trauma. What I think is that you have a degenerative joint disease. <laughs> wow. So I usually go see the specialist in Manhattan. This is very important. Because if it's affecting your thumb, the next thing it's going to do is start affecting your own knuckles in your hand. And then it's going to be your elbow. And then it's going to be your shoulder. And then it's going to be your knees. And, and did, I'm like, did this guy, and, hold on, did this guy use WebMD while he was helping you? Yeah, dude, this guy was super official, man. This guy was super official. Now, you ready for this? You ready for this? Wait, hold I on. get it. He gives me the card. A, a red dot in the middle of his forehead? Feather. <laughs> it was actually a feather. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I get in my car. I leave. I'm like, wow, man. I can't believe I have a degenerative joint disease. This is fucked up, man. So I get in my car. I have like this referral card. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I call right away. I make this appointment. It's in Midtown Manhattan. It's like a, a Wednesday later. I'm like, yeah, I'll come in at 4.30, whatever, you know. I just want to check this out. And my doctor had already called, like, to let them know that I needed oh, to come shit. in soon. Like, this was a problem. That's, that's you know when I mean? you know it's serious. Right. Dude, I woke up the next morning, and I had zero pain. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you go. You think I went to that doctor? <laughs> you did not go to that doctor. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm never going there. And at this point, my thumb kind of looks like Quasimodo's back, but it doesn't hurt, and I can still do what I got to do. So what do I need this doctor for, to tell me if there's something wrong with me? There was a show when we were um, children. It was on Nickelodeon, and it was called Guts. Oh, yeah. You guys remember that? The Agro Craig. Yeah. You were on there, right? No, I was not on there. Frag, right, Dave? The Agro <laughs> Do you have them? Guts. You know? And it was like these horrifically unathletic kids competing in these athletic competitions. And I'm just like this fucking kid sitting in my house in Brooklyn like, damn, man, I could definitely win a piece of this Hell fucking yeah. rock. I thought, the same, I thought the same these thing, kids, man, watching that. I mean, dude, they had this thing where you would like jump off like 13 feet on like a tethered um, bungee cord and then you would bounce back up and you would have to shoot an arrow. You know what I mean? And like, these kids couldn't even jump off the thing. Like, they were like scared at the edge. Like, you, you think they're going to let you smash your skull on national TV? You're nine. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Let's go. They're like, this kid was a soccer star in his local his local arena. He's not the fuck up. This kid sucks. That kid sucks. Every once in a while, they bring a black kid on with a flat top. He wins three weeks in a row, and then they, they never invite him back. <laughs> I see that with him. Because they could say at the end, these kids are going for the ag-ro-crag. <laughs> they play the music. 
So here's the mission I have for you guys. At the end of every show, and this show is off for a while. I, Dave, you could probably look it up while I'm talking about this, how many episodes the show actually was. They had Mel. She was the announcer. She was from, like, Britain or something, which was really weird. I, I had no idea what Mo was doing there or what the kind of a name Mo was really was short for. Was that Monique? I don't know. Anyway. Monique. Monique. At the end of the show, the leader won a piece of the aggro crag. Yes. A glowing chunk of the aggro crag in like the shape of a trophy. Now, I've searched high and low. I've been on the interwebs. You can't find one of those things. Nobody is selling one. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. It's, it ran for four seasons, four seasons, 160 episodes. That means 160 people walked out of there with a piece of aggro crack. Just by simple math alone, two of them sucked it for crack. They will sell that aggro crack. <laughs> You're right. I'm looking to buy you it. You can't, you can't huh? buy the aggro crack. How much money can you get for an aggro crack? Is it fucking 40 bucks? I'm actually right now. If you get me one, really? so Dave, you might, well, Dave, you might stumble across a piece of the aggro crag that's for sale, and it comes for like twenty five hundred dollars. The more research you do into that piece of the aggro crag, it's a hoax. I got something that says super aggro crag fifty dollars. Is it the go, authentic man, piece? That's a few dimes of crack, right? There. Is, it, is it the uh, authentic prop, piece? Prop costume global meg, mega radical rock trophy gift. It is not the regular piece. You're right. Damn, I don't want it. I want the somebody out there out of 160 kids. <laughs> somebody has this thing that doesn't want it anymore. Am I am I out of my mind? No, you. I, I I can't believe I can't find this. I've looked for weeks on end at work. I don't do much at work. I get paid my money not to do much. And I've looked for the aggro crack for months. Yeah, it's all replica. You're 100% right. These kids are holding tight to this shit, huh? I can't. like my baseball cards. My mom just threw them out. This takes up too much room. Fuck this. <laughs> Yo, you remember that time we were helping your mom's friend in, like, by, by the Barclays Center now over there? And then we helped her move a bunch of shit, and then she didn't and pay us. She didn't pay us, so we took her baseball cards in the attic. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then we drove past Shea Stadium on our way home, which was two and a half hours out of the way. <laughs> yes, I remember that. We saw signs for Brooklyn. We never left Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, that, that lady. But she didn't pay us, though. She should have, you know, shuffled out a little money or something. We were moving mad boxes. It was hot. That was no, that was a brutal situation, man. It was like a four floor walk up into yeah. an attic, and we were, you know, that was really, really difficult. We did a lot of work. I mean, we were young. We were probably sixteen. We we're able bodied, but that was a lot of fucking work, man. We busted our ass that day. It was. That it, was man. like, you know, what that was like. Dude, you remember this? That was like when the uh, the dope from down the block, who I didn't know was a dope at the time, enlisted me to help him work across the street on Balkus's house, redoing the concrete in the front. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Bro, it was like 112 degrees. <laughs> it, was, you know, it was the last two weeks of August. All right? It was the last two weeks of August. Off on that. I was out there. I was out there 10 hours a day, right? You're going hard on it. And he, here's the thing. He's telling me that Balkis didn't pay him yet, right? So we have a sledgehammer, and we're breaking up this bluestone. You guys probably don't know what bluestone is because you're not in the construction world. But it's an old version of concrete outside of people's houses. It's about eight inches thick, and it's this—it's—it's it's actually like a blue rock that—that's binded in there. That's—it's—it's—it's it, it's so difficult to break, even with a jackhammer. And I have a sledgehammer, and I'm 17 years old, and I am fuck. And you're talking about a hundred foot property? No, not a hundred. A 75 foot property, two fucking squares. I'm smashing my life away. For two weeks, all I'm doing is breaking this fucking concrete. <laughs> I remember this. So now I'm done the last day of breaking. So now we're going we're gonna to pour the concrete the next morning. And as I'm breaking it up, I'm drinking a Gatorade. I go downstairs to get Georgie, who had to do something very important in the basement. And he's fucking leaned up against the wall, tie off <laughs> the fucking needle hanging out of his arm. His eyes are rolled back in his skull. This guy hasn't picked up a tool in two weeks. And <laughs> I said, yeah, Georgie, listen, you know, it's, it's my anniversary with my girlfriend, and I'm looking to take her out. And, you know, is there any way I could get paid? I've been here two weeks. And the guy said, yeah, absolutely. He reaches into his pocket, and he takes out two used movie ticket stubs. <laughs> and that's what he paid me with. <laughs> that, that's it? That's your whole pay? That was your whole pay? Yeah, that was my entire pay. 
and I spoke and I spoke to Ali afterwards. He paid him seventeen thousand dollars to do that job. Oh my God, that's a ton of drugs. And I did the entire thing for two used movie ticket stubs. He got fucked on and that I'm one. So fucking, I'm so fucking dense that I took my girlfriend for our anniversary to the movies with those stubs and then got turned away at the door. <laughs> oh, that was, that's good. I remember you doing that, man. It was fucking hot out. I remember that, man. That was terrible. You, you were grinding on that, Bill. You were going, you were going very hard for that. <laughs> you I do were, remember that. I do. You I were working. Listen. You were working with like some random dude. <laughs> it was the guy that lived in the house next door to me. He wasn't that random. <laughs> I used to know this guy's dog by name. Hey, good morning, Iraq. How you doing? Fucking <laughs> uh, shooting dope, man. Uh, that's good. And it, you know it's even crazier than that. So now he gets sober. This guy, right? He gets sober. And, you know, he's into N.A. And, you know, like I said, he lived in the house next door to me since my grandparents bought the house. Like, he knows my whole family. We know this guy. We know his kids. You know what I mean? His son got stabbed just because of Andrew Hickey. Just because he loved Andrew Hickey. His son got stabbed. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, after my grandmother passes away, we were living on the second well, floor. Well, you know guy who's living next door to you, right? And your mom knows him. Right, so she enlists him after my grandmother passed away to redo the interior of my first floor because we moved, remember, from the second floor to the first floor. Right. Where my grandma, my, my grandparents originally lived. So she enlists this guy to redo the front, the first floor and so that we can make that our living area. And then we, we let Uncle Jimmy and Aunt Molly live on the second floor. And that's when I got my room in the attic. So this guy, Georgie, and he comes and he's clean, he's sober, and he's all fucking ready to go. And I wasn't holding a grudge or anything. I was a kid when that happened. Anywho, they're doing the work in my house. They're redoing the floors. He brings in this guy to help redo the floors, a guy that he met in N.A. That's supposedly a flooring expert. They robbed me blind, man. <laughs> the two of them. They went into my basement. They went into my basement. They went into my grandfather's World War II case that he took home from World War II. He, you know, he had a whole bunch of shit that he took from a German castle when they sacked oh Berlin. He had, like, he had like three authentic Nazi flags, Nazi playing cards, Nazi silverware, like silverware with the insignia, like sterling silver. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I remember, I did, like, I remember uh, seeing that when we were like man, 10 years old. They jacked everything. Oh, my God. They jacked everything. So then the guy, Georgie, disappears. We don't see him for 10 years. And then I find the guy one time. I find the guy who's the guy who took the shit. Not the guy next door to me, his friend. And I was bartending at Shenanigans, and he came in for a drink with somebody. And I knew him because he had a very, um, a, a very specific tattoo on his neck. And I just grabbed him. I said, you're my man. You probably don't remember me, but you worked at my house 10 years ago. You stole some shit from my basement. I want it back. I want it back. And this guy's like all curled out and shit. He's like, yeah. I robbed a lot of motherfuckers. <laughs> I sold a lot of shit. I did a lot of dope. And I got a drink. And I, I poured him a fucking drink. What are we going to do? What are you going to do? do? Yeah. Well, you're not going to get that what back. It's do? over, you know? That was some good shit, though. I can imagine. That was fucking... You can't, you can't even ever replace something like that. Yeah, it wasn't about the money either. You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah, it's about your grandfather brought that shit back after fucking being out there. Yeah. It's kind of like that movie where Christopher Walken had that watch in his ass the whole time. Uh, well, that was with... I uh this watch in my ass. What movie was it? Catch Me If You Can? Pulp Fiction. No, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, there you go. Pulp, uh, Catch Me If You Can was... Uh, that was Walken, though, Christopher. Two mice. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. To a barrel of milk. <laughs> He's great, Christopher Walken. He's fucking great. <laughs>